0: I welcome to Cinema Scene Garden Web University Radio here, WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning second with, uh, with co host, uh, the co host of Chaos, Mr. Jeff Powell. That sounds about right.
1: <laughs> co host of Chaos. I like, I like that. It,
0: yeah. I think we're going to start doing that when mm-hmm. I have you hanging out and talking to me about movies. Uh, Cinema Scene, each week we do talk movies. Uh, well, I, I say each week. I will have to say we've had some uh, some chaos yes. that, that's kept that from not happening uh, as often as I would like, so uh, apologies to the three listeners out there who keep up with this on a regular basis. <laughs> Dang, where was it? it where, <laughs> exactly. It wasn't there last time. Where was time. it? Dang it, where was my show? But we do talk movies, uh, a lot of talk about uh, in theaters, a lot to talk about in uh, the movie world, uh, a lot to talk about on uh, filmmaking in North Carolina and and why there's a little bit of a hiccup going on right now, so... Those are just some of the things we will uh, will chat about.
1: Hey, wait a minute! I got to check my cell phone. I got a text message coming. Yeah, ex-
0: in. Uh, yeah. yeah. See what I did that's yeah. good segue. Uh, yeah, movie movie news uh, about movie theaters. Um, the uh, CEO of AMC Entertainment uh, recently had an interview. His name's um, Adam Aaron. He had an interview. With Daily Variety, and they were asking about a lot of things because um, AMC just recently purchased Carmike, uh, making uh, AMC the biggest, uh, biggest, uh, huh. you know, chain in the country. Actually, the world's large, largest uh, movie chain in the uh, in the country. Uh, no, I'm sorry, world's largest in the world, not the country. I'm sorry, I'm
1: very good. <laughs> yes, yes. The co-host of Chaos. Yes. yes,
0: AMC bought Carmike. Got that? Okay, now AMC will be the world's largest. Exhibitor of uh, films for throughout okay. the world.
1: Now, does that mean that uh, the, the the branding uh, Carmike is going to go away? Yep,
0: it is. Yep. Okay. It, it's uh, it's going to become AMC Entertainment. Okay. And anytime you have something like that happen with a, with a theater chain, um, it, it takes a while for it to transition t- to all of their theaters. Um, don't know how many theaters Carmike has. I should have done my research on that to to give that, but that's not the bigger story that I'm want to talk about. Yeah. That was uh, I think back in February that was announced. So we're, we're a couple of a couple months out uh, from that, but uh, the, the big news this week, um, Adam Aaron was uh, was talking to uh, a reporter for Daily Variety. Uh, the reporter is Britt Lang, and you can look that up at variety.com. just uh, just do a search on AMC Entertainment, allowing texting in theaters, mm. and you will find this story uh, in the interview. Um, the question was asked um, to the uh, to the CEO hey well you know what do you think about uh, the whole texting and theaters thing?" And uh, his response was uh, I'll give you a quote. he said, well, when you tell a 22 year old to turn off the phone, don't ruin the movie they hear, well please cut off my left arm from the elbow <laughs> You can't tell a 22 year old to turn off their cell phone. that's not how they they live their life. that's not who they are that's now now that, Statement right there kind of bothers me.
1: Yes, because, you know, you can tell them. You can tell them. And have been. For years. You you see the message before the film, you know, silence your phone, turn it off. Right.
0: And there's a lot of reasons for that. It's not just, uh, the only reason is not, the sole reason is not because you're distracting other people. That's one of them. I agree. Because I get distracted if there's somebody in front of me texting. Yeah. And I'm trying to watch the screen that's in front of And a lot of time
1: me. it's just the, the when the screen lights up, and that lights bright up. light in the dark theater is distracting.
0: Exactly. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is the uh, the legal part of it. Okay, if they've got their mobile device on, they could be recording and the screen as well. Very easily, yes. So, you know, so the, the big thing is, well, you turn it off. You just turn it off, and then that takes care of the texting. It takes care of you being a pirate. It, you know, yeah takes care of you doing all those things you're you're not Jack Sparrow Arr, you know, um, so it takes care of all of those things and so to me, I'm an advocate of, of not allowing um, mobile devices to be on in theaters if you can't if you can't come to a theater for two hours, two and a half hours or three hours at the most uh, for the most part and check yourself out from a from a technology standpoint, you don't need to go. And the thing is you're still in front of a screen exactly exactly. <laughs> And so that's a, that's just kind of my two cents on that. Now, I will say his second part of the statement helped a little bit. It said, at the same time, though, we, we're going to have to have figure out a way that this does not disturb today's audiences. Um, there's a reason that the ads are up there saying to turn off your phone because today's moviegoer doesn't want to be sitting next to somebody that's texting them on their phone. So I agree with that. Now, here's what... Um, there are a couple different options that have been thrown out there. One is... Uh, if you go back decades ago, uh, a couple decades ago, we used to have smoking sections in theaters. I guess it's been probably 20 years. It's 20 been a years. long time, yes. We used to have smoking sections where, you know, there were literally a few rows you could smoke and that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, you know, th- that smoke goes, goes everywhere. Fills the
1: entire place,
0: yeah. So they stopped that. So one of the options as it relates to texting in theaters is to have a texting section or a mobile-friendly section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, And and for me, as long as that's at the back of the theater, yeah, I could handle it. But that's still that's only from the texting standpoint. That doesn't stop the the you know stop you from videoing a screen, right? uh, Recording a screen, Mm -hmm. and so uh, if they do that, they're probably going to have to have monitors in there watching. And that monitor is going
1: to be a 16 year old kid who's not going to be real comfortable asking somebody to turn that thing off.
0: Exactly. Now, another option that was proposed um, by uh, the CEO of AMC, he said the likely thing that we would do is in our theaters, we would probably have text-friendly theaters. Yeah. So we might be showing the Avengers 7 Mm -hmm. in a a 3D theater. You may show it in a non-3D theater, and you may also show it in a text-friendly theater. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an option as well. And so... Yeah, uh, you know, I'm 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 not a fan of it, but if you do it that way, and I can choose not to go into that particular theater, okay, I, I can I can handle it a little more. But yeah, what I've got the choice, right? But what I don't agree with is I don't agree with him saying, okay, you're 22 and you're asking somebody to cut off their left arm um, by not by not looking at their device. Yeah, uh, you know, I do agree that that in the past um, decade, 15 years, we have become rewired. And we do find ourselves with that device, and 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 hard to cut the cord mm-hmm. from that device mm-hmm. uh, and to leave it. I mean, e- even this week, great example. Um, I came to the office and realized I left my phone at home, so I went to get my phone. Yeah,
1: because you you felt awkward. I felt you had awkward to have that phone.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. I I was leaving for lunch and left it in the office. Now, for me, it's not just a phone. Uh, it's also my connection to my calendar mm-hmm. um, so it is a connection to, to many other things. It is a connection to my email so sure sure it's not just a phone anymore and I do feel that that I you know I, I want to have it with me but um, you, you're talking three hours you know if I schedule a time to be entertained I can I can be away from my phone for three hours. I do it all the time. Um, when I go to movie screening sometimes Jeff they will actually Take everybody's cell phone, right. put it in a Ziploc bag, give you a check, just like if you're handing somebody a coat at a mm-hmm. coat check closet mm-hmm. uh, in a fancy restaurant, which I've never been to. Uh, I've seen it in the movies. But I've seen it in the movies. <laughs> it's that same concept of you just checking your phone in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there are sometimes they say, you know, you won't be allowed in with your phone. You have to go put it in your car. Or check it. And so I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, at you know, times I
1: want to be away from my phone. One of the things I enjoy uh, just south of town here is the Broad River Greenway. And my cell phone coverage on the Broad River Greenway right. is very bad. Right. And that's good. That's okay with me that for that hour or two that I'm hiking down there that I, I'm not going to get a phone call or get a text message. It's fine. Just plan ahead.
0: Yeah, plan ahead. I mean, what what are your... What are your thoughts as a casual moviegoer with all of these different scenarios?
1: Well, to me, it is getting harder and harder to actually go to the theater. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that I've gotten older or if the audience have audiences have gotten less considerate of others. There's more talking. There's more um, rattling of papers. There's the text, phones, people actually talking on their phones right. during films and all this stuff. Teamed up with the expense. It's just another reason, or it might just reinforce to me that yeah, I want to see that movie, but I can wait three months and, and and watch it at home, and not have the expense and not have the distractions.
0: Right, right, and, and we've and we've talked about that this week as well. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakened, uh, Force Awakens. Uh, you know, I saw it in theaters four times, and I don't yeah. I don't do that, but I knew I was going to own it. As well. Yes. yes. But it was one of those I felt, yeah, I really have to see this in theaters. Yeah. I have have to go for that experience. Now, I did not take my entire family all four times. Uh, I could not have afforded that.
1: (laughs) Second mortgage. (laughs) That's expensive.
0: Uh, Even if I'd done it during the matinee time, I still couldn't have done it because Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, she says that anytime she walks through those doors... She is immediately intoxicated by the popcorn smell. <laughs> and she feels that feels compelled to get a box of popcorn. I'm
1: close to that. You know? I mean, if I'm going to go to the movie theater, mm-hmm. there's the whole experience. yep. and you know, just conditioning over the years. part of yep. that experience is the popcorn. yeah, I can do yep. it without a drink. yep. But I gotta have the popcorn. Yeah, and part of yeah. it is you walk in, you hit, you get hit yep. with that smell, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, gotta have some popcorn.
0: Yeah. And that's smart. I mean, that's smart. Uh, now AMC, going back to AMC as they transition uh, all of the Carmike cinemas, they will introduce um, you know kind of an AMC food line that they've got as well. They've got they offer a lot of food items. I mean, when you go there, it's not just you know your popcorn and a drink and candy. Yeah, uh, it's much more. You know, we've seen that with Carmike here. Uh, they offer nachos. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about uh, options of hamburgers, hot dogs, um, you know, chicken sandwiches. I mean, it's much, much more. Yeah. And, and that whole concept uh, really uh, was really birthed in a, a movement that California had several years ago where they had kind of movies in a bistro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the theater itself was actually set up. Um, you'd have tables and chairs and so you didn't have your, your reclining movie seats. I mean, it was, you know, you could you could have a table in front of you. You could order. You could actually um, have this thing on your table almost like a, a device that would text, you know, I'm at table seven. Okay, yeah. You know, I want uh, a hot dog. So you'd have a server bring the food bring it to for you. you. You'd wow. never have to leave. And so the concept of of uh, of more food than just the popcorn and candy and a drink mm-hmm. grew out of those uh, there was one in Charlotte at one point called the Silver Screen Cafe, hmm. and it did the same concept. Davidson, in the town of Davidson, they've actually got a theater that's designed that way. Mm-hmm. You've got a, uh, like two or three rows up front that are just your standard theater seats, but then the rest of them are these tables and chairs. Okay.
1: Well, you know, the ever-going battle to make the experience something that's going to get people to pay the extra to go out when today so many people have very large screen TVs at home. you've got uh, uh, blu-ray, you, so you, you get very clear, beautiful pictures. you can have the home theater experience. and it's cheaper. it's more convenient. You don't have to dress up. you don't have to you don't have to drive to, you don't have to deal with the crowds. And whatever that one thing is, because everybody's got something that's going to be a distraction to you in the theater, you can eliminate because you control the environment. Right. And right. so you've got to offer something as a theater to keep people coming. Right. And you know, a lot of times, like with Star Wars, it's it's a kind of film you want to see on a big screen with a great sound system. Um, me, all those things you just mentioned would be distractions that I don't right. want. Well, I'm the guy that that at the theater I want to. I don't want the. I don't even want my wife next to me, whispering things to me, right. asking me questions. I, yeah. I want silence while yeah. I absorb that movie. Right. That's not
0: the same for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, um, we've seen as technology has changed, as audiences uh, have changed, their taste have changed, we, we've seen the theater industry adapt to that. Yeah. And uh, you know, throughout the history uh, of theater, uh, that's happened. And uh, I remember uh, in the 70s, um, before many of our listeners were alive, uh, but I remember the '70s you know, you, would, uh, you would not have the multiplex cinemas the most you would have uh, in most towns and i 'm not talking about your big cities, but in most towns you might have a uh, a, a theater that would have four screens yeah. at the most yes and I remember uh, in 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 my hometown, there was this uh, this great theater that was originally a single plex. And they, they divided it and made two smaller screens.
1: Yeah, we had that in Shelby as well.
0: And then they decided, okay, you know, we're going to expand it. So then they built um, uh, an additional, you know, basically uh, an annex to it and ended up expanding to four screens. But that was the most. For a while, you'd see just the four screen theaters. And um, you wouldn't see movies stay on screens as long as you do today because mm-hmm. of the limited amount of screens. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you would, uh, in, in, Newspapers, where you would always—that's how you would always find out about what movies are playing. Yes, uh, or where and the times. Uh, you would you would see okay if it's Jaws, it would say held over.
1: Yeah, held over, which that's means right.
0: okay, it's it's no longer. It wasn't just one week; it's here for for multiple mm-hmm. weeks. You know, now anybody who goes to a movie expects the movie to be there at least a month. Yeah, at least a month. You know, I've got a month at least to check right. this out.
1: Show times might change; they might move it from right. the bigger theater to one of right. the smaller ones. But yeah, it'll yeah. be around.
0: Yeah. So you know, we've we've seen that that whole process change, and it continues to change. I mean, the drive-in, you know, the drive-in theaters were were designed for that, uh, you know, a more of an entertainment purpose to get people out. And they, you know, the original movie, the original drive-in theaters, some of them had putt putt courses. Yeah. You know, they had full blown restaurants. Yes. Uh, I mean they had much more Than just the movie In your car Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time period That came uh, Came out And they When they were really popular Was when people Were showing off their cars And it became a place To show your cars off too Mm -hmm. Uh, Also became a a place For guys and girls To make out uh, Away from parents Yeah (laughs) So uh, you know We've seen You know How Movie theaters Have adapted to the culture And and maybe this whole Texting in in theaters And in you know, the CEO uh, for AMC, uh, you know, maybe he's onto something. Uh, Like I said, I'm not a fan of it, but, but Adam Aaron may be realizing, well, you know, we've got to adapt to this audience or maybe they're not going to come to movies anymore. And, and if if that's the case, that's, that's their choice. But if, unless they do a theater only set aside for, uh, for texting Mm -hmm. um, or a section in the very back Mm -hmm. for texting, I will be going to fewer films um, as a film goer.
1: Yeah, and it's so much easier to do that, go to fewer films when you realize... I mean, you mentioned Star Wars. Yep. What, uh, two months, three months after? uh, Four months
0: max. I mean, it was April, like April 5th or something.
1: Yeah, but it was still... Yeah, and it was still in the theaters for a while, yeah, and and right. you know just so just really just a couple months after you couldn't see it in the theater, it becomes available for exactly. purchase.
0: Yeah, and I've yeah.
1: purchased it at far less expense. Yes, than what it cost to take my family to see it the first time.
0: Right, and considering I went four times, I, <laughs> I own it. Yeah, I, I could own several copies of it uh, based on that. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what unfolds. But uh, once again, if you want to check out the uh, the article. It's in uh, Daily Variety. You can check it out, Variety.com, and just search for uh, AMC Entertainment uh, CEO open to allowing texting in some theaters, or you can just look for AMC Entertainment and texting within a search, and you will find that. Um, Other things happening in movie news, um, North Carolina um, is uh, is kind of under, um, I, I guess, under attack. Um, or maybe maybe they're not under attack. I'm not sure the best way to, to describe this uh, political thing that's, that's going on.
1: North Carolina is in the news.
0: It's in the news <laughs> uh, with, uh, with HB2, House Bill 2, yeah. that, um, that has some uh, discrimination-related elements in it that has now been considered by many as the bathroom bill. Yeah, the bathroom bill. But it's not really about bathrooms only. No. I, you, you follow politics very mm-hmm. strongly, so g- give me some, your thoughts on that, and I'll talk about how that relates to entertainment and to movies.
1: More than, more than who goes to what bathroom, it's just what grabs most headlines. A lot of the elements in it are, uh, can you be sued for discrimination against the LGBT community um, as a business owner or an individual or whatever, and, and there are things in the law that uh, kind of make it more difficult to sue people. And, uh, I, you know, that's not talked about as much, but there's been this huge backlash to the bill. Of course, it's it's um, polarizing here in, in North Carolina as well, but... Um, businesses outside are questioning whether they want to do business in North Carolina. You know, Springsteen's not going to do a concert here. Jimmy Buffett is. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of different takes on this. A couple of businesses like PayPal, they were going to build a, a company in uh, or build an office in Charlotte, employ 400 people. Now they say they're not. So there's been a lot of fallout to this, including some in the film industry.
0: Yeah, and the, the film industry, uh, I mean, there are uh, some North Carolina or films that were scheduled to come to North Carolina that I've already pulled out. Yeah. Said we're not, we're not coming. We're not going to do this. Uh, we feel this is in a direct violation uh, for for who we are and what we stand for. As far as um, we think you're discriminating against yeah. us, mm-hmm. um, there are other film companies who have, uh, you know, not specifically said that we're not going there, but they have openly uh, condemned what's happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we're seeing kind of the the tide starting to turn, and there have been some uh, concessions from uh, North Carolina's governor Mm -hmm. uh, already. Uh, Well, you know, we'll kind of see what unfolds, but it really has, uh, it does have the potential to have a major impact on uh, the economy. Um, And, uh, you know, when you've got, uh, well, you know, you've got conventions deciding not to come, uh, and
1: now there's uh, the NBA All Star Game uh, for next year is reconsidering that decision right. as well.
0: Uh, and then you've got other uh, you know major events that, that are saying you know uh, we're we're not going to come. Now there are you know, some of the lawmakers are saying well you know you guys are bullying us, and uh, that's kind of they're they're saying you're bullying us and trying to make us uh, you know trying to force us to make to make a certain decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, you know, you kind of decide on how you feel about that one way or the other. I think that's just, a, you know, that's, that's up to the individual, but um, it is interesting, you know, we're not the only state that's, uh, I say we, North Carolina's not the only state that's got something like this in play. Yeah. Um, we're the ones that are getting the most attention right now.
1: Yeah, but I know Georgia has uh, uh, not not exactly a similar law, but a related kind of law that they've passed, and you've got uh, folks like The Walking Dead reconsidering whether they'll film in Georgia I mean, yeah. so it's it's not just it's not just North
0: Carolina yeah and it's you know these kind of things uh, they do have an impact on the economy they do have an impact on um, what that means for the state uh, and how our states are, are looked uh, looked at um, it, it's you know North Carolina's had a, a really struggle in the past five years uh, for filmmaking we were at one point, uh, you know the number three producer of films in the entire country yeah. uh, you had uh, you had California, you had New York, and then we would battle it out with Florida uh, for that for that third slot
1: and at that time, there were a lot of uh, incentives to film and TV production companies to film here. Those incentives, of course, are controversial in themselves. Some people say, "Wonderful, we're bringing business here. We're getting on the screen. It brings notoriety to the state." Other people say, "But yeah, but you know, a lot of taxpayer money being given, or a lot of uh, potential revenue being given up, in exchange for that. So you know, where do you draw the line?" Yeah,
0: and it's you know the thing is, if it's a big movie, that movie is going to uh, last much longer than the time period that they're here, and so yeah. that's when. You find that it benefits the state in a much longer standpoint. You know,
1: you can go back several decades to when they filmed Dirty Dancing in Lake Lure. Yep. Lake Lure was kind of in trouble, kind of run down looking yep. when they filmed that. And then after that, and it's a, it has to be directly correlated, yep. right after that film came out and became such a, a hit and a, and a cult classic now, uh, boom times came back to Lake yep. Lure.
0: Yeah. And that same, uh, around that same time period, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Uh, filmed all over Western North Carolina, mm-hmm. including uh, the Chimney Rock area. Yeah, Hickory Nut and Gorge. Right, and so you know what happened is, once those films were successful, then those towns, those areas, then can promote. Hey, check out the locations! Yeah. Off, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we saw. I mean, Wilmington uh, became really a, a boomtown. Uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood East Coast. And, you know, that, you know, we've had talks before about that all started because of a pioneer in Shelby North Carolina named Earl Owensby, who proved it could be done here. But, you know, so much of Wilmington's, you know, Wilmington was just, it was a nice little coastal city. And, you know, it was one of those that, yeah, you know, it was historic. You know, people would visit, you know, if they wanted an alternative to maybe, you know, Atlantic Beach or Moorhead City in that part, you know, go to Wilmington. Uh, but Wilmington grew into this film mecca uh, in, in the Carolinas. Um, and really, I'd probably say the Southeast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, but Wilmington has, has suffered. Yeah. You know, Wilmington has suffered tremendously now. But, I mean, films like, you know, Iron Man, you know, the, the last Iron Man film shot there. Um, you know, uh, the uh, well, some great TV series and some bad TV series as well, but some that got notoriety, you know, mm-hmm. film there. But once the incentives started going away, these productions started going away as well. Uh, Gary Wheeler, an independent uh, filmmaker who was uh, one of the uh, producers for the War Room, mm-hmm. uh, Christian-based film that was uh, that was a huge success at the box office uh, last summer. Uh, you know, he had filmed uh, every one of his films for the most part in North Carolina. Uh, there were a couple he filmed out of the country, but when he was, you know, he's from North Carolina, lives in the Davidson area, and he says, you know. I want to, I want to be not just a North Carolina filmmaker from this is where my my home is, but I want to make films here. Mm-hmm. You know, even he has said, you know, I've got to go outside, and so his last few films have been in Georgia mm-hmm. because he's found the incentives are, are much better there, and it just, it just makes sense. And uh, he shakes his head and just says, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but I've got to be able to make a living as well. And so I, you know, I hate it. I hate the North Car. I hate it as well. Uh, I hate that North Carolina is losing uh, films uh, and and filmmakers uh, to other states. Uh, we'll just have to continue to see how uh, the lack of incentives will play out uh, and how much more it will impact the economy. We'll see if there's going to be a change there. And we'll also have to see how the uh, the uh, House Bill two will continue to impact as well. So we have got kind of the double whammy yeah. uh, going on there right now. Um, opening this weekend in theaters, just to share with everyone, uh, Barbershop: The Next Cut. That's right, part of the Barbershop franchise that will be hitting theaters in wide release. The Jungle Book. Uh, this is a remake, but uh, but done so with uh, with the live action actor uh, and some uh, yeah some computer generated uh, creatures. Uh, Jungle Book uh, is getting it also has the Critics Choice Seal of Approval. Uh, that'll be in over 4,000 theaters. So that's the biggest release of the weekend. And then the other is a film called Criminal that has a huge cast, uh, including Kevin Costner, Ryan Reynolds, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones, and Gail Gadot, who is Wonder Woman. So you've got Wonder Woman and Deadpool both in this, uh, in this film. Uh, Ryan Reynolds last summer did a film with Ben Kingsley where it was like a, a body switch kind of thing. Did not make a lot of money. Um, You had this rich guy that uh, didn't want to die and so he basically took on the body of somebody else. Had his brain transplanted, his mind Mm -hmm. transplanted into someone else. This one's kind of similar. This go around and and Ryan Reynolds was in that film too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in this one. Um, He is a a CIA uh, operative that that dies but they uh, transport his uh, consciousness and the uh, memories into Kevin Costner's brain. And so, action film, spy film, a little sci-fi thrown in as well. Uh, That's also opening this weekend. So you got, you know, you got comedy, you got Barbershop, you got Criminal. If you're looking for action, you got the Jungle Book as well. And uh, if you want to see what's also still playing uh, in theaters from last weekend, uh, last weekend's uh, number one film was The Boss uh, with Melissa McCarthy, Um, a a film that limited, very low budget, twenty-nine million dollars. Uh, critics uh, hated this, uh, and uh, all the way across the board. And uh, I've talked to a couple of uh, people who are Melissa McCarthy fans, and they're like, you know, not her best, not even close to her best, but uh, I went anyway, um, and uh, won't see it again. Uh, Batman Superman was number two last weekend, still making, uh, you know, making decent money um, worldwide. This this movie has done quite well, uh, despite the uh, critics. Uh, not being too happy about it and even fans not being particularly happy about it. Great opening weekend and it's you know it's it's done okay, but it's not going up against huge films right now. But uh worldwide uh 800 million dollars, so it's uh, approaching a billion dollars. It will uh it will be the one that uh that all the other films from here on out are going to have to beat. And then uh, Zootopia, which is a really really good film, uh was number 3 last weekend and that's also doing quite well. it actually has more money worldwide. Than Batman, wow. uh, it's approaching 855 million worldwide. Um, huge success in, in the uh, global market, uh, and we've talked about that before. The global market's much much stronger. And if you're looking for a romantic comedy, uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 is still in theaters, and uh, it's a film that's uh, getting really good, strong uh, approval from fans, and uh, and mixed approval from critics as well. So uh, there you have it. And if you're looking for something to uh, really uh, make you get sick. Uh, if you want to throw up in a theater, you can check out Hardcore Henry, which is done with this um, kind of a helmet cam style shooting, almost the GoPro look for the entire film. And uh, so, uh, it, it, take your Dramamine. Let right. me just say, take Kinda your like, Dramamine, uh, Blair Witch, Blair Witch, but on steroids. So, oh, right. uh, so take your Dramamine with you if you want to check out Hardcore Henry. Henry. So those are some theaters, uh, some movies in theaters this weekend. You uh, you may want to check out, or you may not. Uh, any other questions, thoughts? You I was
1: listening to your list. Uh, the Jungle Book, probably the only one that would tempt me. Okay.
0: All right. That's out the only that one list. that would tempt Only Jeff. one that
1: would tempt me to go.
0: Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, listen to any of these archive shows if you just want to go to WGWG.org. And then there's a SoundCloud link, and you can go there and look at all of our demand programming from music interviews, uh, to uh, movie reviews uh, and much, much more, including sportscast um, and wow. What are some of the other things you want? Musical
1: interviews, politics, interviews with, politics. Um,
0: with faculty and staff yeah. here at the university. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for spending time with us right here on Cinema Scene. That's Jeff Powell. I'm Noel T. Manning the second. And until next time, that is a wrap.